I'm Jara. I'm Maria. Welcome to the I Am Podcast with a new fertility. Welcome to season two. Oh, you guys, we are so excited to be sitting in our new room with all of our plant babies. It's not a new room, it's the same room, but it looks well, way different. Like it's a refresh, <laughs> it's a new vibe. Today we have a very, very special guest. Lorraine was our very first guest for season one, and so we had to have her for season two for our very first episode. Yeah. So, Lorraine, welcome. Thank you very much, ladies. It looks really good. It does Thank look you. good, yeah. We've put a lot of work yeah. into this. Yeah. So, Lorraine, we wanted to chat with you today a little about what what makes a new special and different and what the best parts of a new are. How do you how do you lead us in a way that makes us so so stable and reliable? Like through kind of all of the things that we face because there's so many like challenges and things that are really hard about what we do and how like what's your secret sauce, do you think? Secret sauce. Um weirdly, I'm a bad boss. <laughs> I don't like to micromanage. And so you guys are smart, um, you're creative, and why wouldn't I lean on that? So I appreciate the team that I have. I trust that you're smart because I hired you. <laughs> so my sauce is really letting you guys go crazy and have fun. And I mean, look what you guys did to this room and creating this podcast. I couldn't be prouder. So I wouldn't have it any other way. So some people, you know, like to be micromanaged. I am not that person and I don't know how to. So yeah, I would say that would be my secret sauce. I love that. What do you think it is though that like really like aside from that makes a new special? So, yeah, special and, and so much different, honestly, than any other agency in Canada. I really believe that we make this about people. And because we, I mean, we even to the littlest detail, we make this about the individual to the point that all our photos are not stock photos to the point that we talk to people. Um, there isn't an automated system really that approaches them. We treat them as individuals, as people. And so we respect them where they're at. We meet them where they're at and then we walk together in that process. So I think people being that human, individual, caring person is what makes us different. Totally. I, okay. I signed up to be a donor on someone else's website because I'm nosy. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that I got from them was an automated text message saying a human will reach out to you soon. And that made me feel so gross. Like when we reach out to donors and people who want to donate or, or surrogates and whatever, it's us reaching out to them. And I think that's so important. Like, it's Yeah, I've actually had someone ask me, is this a real human being? I'm like, yes. Of course it is. Because yeah, I didn't know there was any other way. Yeah. 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 When I got that text, I was like, oh, that is not nice. <laughs> it just doesn't feel good. No. no, no, it doesn't. No, we work really hard as a team to make it about people. So we are the real people on the other end with the real experiences. And that's just, uh, I think, what makes us so great. Absolutely, yeah. Lorraine, is that a dog in your backseat? Yes. So you guys <laughs> caught me on my way back. I went down to the Fraser Valley, 
and I had to go see some original clients. They came with their 10-year-old daughter all the way from France uh, to meet up with their surrogate for the week. So they asked me if I'd come down and see them. And I brought my puppy with me. <laughs> um, and so we we did a big hike up a hill because Europeans are famous for wanting to go for these great big hikes. So I took them on a green run. I was not doing anything above that. <laughs> And it was just a lovely, lovely day and experience. I got to spend the weekend in the Fraser Valley and see a few faces. Oh, that's so awesome. That is so cool that you stayed connected with people from that long ago. Like, Yeah. You know, to see a little baby go home is one thing. It's pretty special. But to see them become people you know, with developed personalities and individuality. And she held my hand as we walked everywhere. And I'm not even her surrogate. And it was just the most special. Like, I was just pure mush. I loved it. And then all the grandparents came. And so it wasn't just seeing parents. It was seeing brand new grandparents. And they just were so prideful. They're like, we have to show her off to you. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) But I loved it. Loved every minute of it. That is so special. I love that you got the opportunity and that their surrogate got that opportunity to to have that moment and to. I think that's a question we get a lot is that like, you know, once your, once your surrogacy is over, is that relationship over? And I don't, I don't think that's really often the case. Like. You're sometimes of, by choice, maybe it is, yeah. but a lot of the time, no, I don't think so. Like once you go through something so big and life changing with yeah, someone, I connected. think like there is some like bonds that you share forever, yeah. no matter how it happened for you. Yeah. Like Lauren, you have your your surreal baby on Snapchat. I do. She's old enough, so now you're outing me on how old I am. So, <laughs> uh, but my surrogate baby is now seventeen. This last August twelfth. And we, because she's old enough to be on social media, we Snapchat almost every day, her and her sister, actually. And we share random photos of what we're looking at. So it could be the ceiling, could be our feet, it could be an animal, schoolwork, showing off whatever Starbucks drink we found. (laughs) Um, I may have gotten them a little bit, you know, hooked. I might have sent them some cups and I might have sent some Starbucks cards. But um yeah, it's just a lot of fun to be able to do random things like that now that she's old enough. And in fact, I'm going back for her high school graduation next year. Oh, that's so cool. that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that? Okay, Lorraine. So I have yeah. a question for you. Now that we've kind of outed how old you are <laughs> and how old your, your Sero baby is, and she's not a baby anymore. She's actually almost an adult. Seeing as you've been around surrogacy that long now would you say surrogacy is more common now than it was back then do you think it's grown like do you think it's snowballed since you did it i think social media and of course you know you've got all the the big names the movie stars and politicians um who are sharing their story more it's made it so that infertility isn't as shameful and people were a little bit surprised when I brought up surrogacy. They didn't understand it. But as I talk to more people and more people are sharing their infertility stories, because I didn't even know that people had miscarried in my circle. And then to hear about it afterwards was surprising because they never shared where now we, 
as women share a little bit more. Yeah, it's not, not as shameful. And then social media, of course, brings it all up to speed. Yeah. I think that's huge, right? Like being able to, and people, people are proud and they want others to know what they're doing and, and what they're going through. Maybe not proud, but like, I guess in the surrogacy aspect, they're proud and, and in the infertility aspect there, they want a community and it's so important and it's amazing that that is available. I think we should like, I mean, we could really go down the deep dark web of how how some things in society have changed for the worse and, you know, how some have changed for the better. And I think that's one place where society has gotten better in mm-hmm. terms of the conversation around infertility and the conversations around needing a surrogate yeah. and Absolutely. a surrogate being open to talking about it is just... Community is so important. Yeah. I know you've been you talking know. to a lot of ladies this following and a lot of new surrogates who have come our way. What, what do you tell them about the community? What, what do you think pulls, pulls people in to be a surrogate at this point? It's definitely their personal circle of knowing somebody who's been through infertility, or I just talked to a lady today who experienced her own losses. And she said, you know, I really feel a a calling and she has a faith background and she said, you know, God made my body to be strong and healthy. And, you know, I went through this loss, but I can empathize more. Like she felt like it was that as hard as it was something that she could empathize and share with others and help them have a family. And I love that because it is about changing the world and it's not even just changing the world. You're doing it for generations to come. You've made cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents and siblings. And it's crazy when you start thinking about that ripple effect. So when I talk about that, and then I talk about all the support on our team, how they only have to remember two people, me, because I'm the one talking to them and taking them in. And then also there's the main support person, but we have right now today 16 people on our team, but they never have to remember everybody. And they can't believe that we have so many people on the team that are going to help them. And we talk about the professional backgrounds that we all have. You know, I tell them about how we have a needle trainer on our team who's certified doulas and people with backgrounds in fertility. Mine being in medical and doing for not just fertility, but to do maternity and med surge, all these complementary backgrounds that just assist and make us stand out, but also so something to draw from. And having my parents uh, on the team, of course, always gets the awe factor. And then when I start telling them about how we have, you know, a private Facebook group so that doesn't show up on their regular feed, so they can ask random questions without worrying about any judgment. They're able to do that and then meet other women like them. I mean, who else is going to take, you know, infertility drugs and be all hormonal uh, except for us crazy ladies, right? Like, oh, it's the stuff that meeting other like-minded like, people. Yeah. Oh, it is awesome because they, like they are, they feel so comfortable and so safe to ask anything. the hard questions. Yeah. Anything though. Like, yeah. Anything goes, but yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, your good. average friend isn't going to understand everything you're going through. No, no. When you so, did this, did you have that kind of support and community? 
I had one friend who was actually doing a surrogacy with me at the same time, but she actually fell pregnant for herself. So I kind of did it solo, which is another reason why I was really excited to have such a tight-fitted community. And I like connecting other women to the local area. Like when I met with this lady today in Chilliwack, you know, and I said, look, there's lots of other ladies that are really close to you, you know, between Chilliwack and Mission and Abbotsford. And she was like, really, there's so many. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there really is. And it's really awesome that you can connect. I mean, look at how you guys connected. Yeah, Yeah. totally. yeah. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how small this world really is. Yeah. Well, and how, like, I love, like, when we play the the yarn game, what's it called? The circle mm. game? I don't know. Do we actually have a name Is there for it? A name I for just call it the yarn game. Yeah, yeah. we pass it between each other. Yeah. I, you'll and have so to, okay, you go ahead and you know. explain it. Yeah, so when when we have our retreats, our, our, our surrogate retreats, we all sit in a big circle, and Lorraine brings a beautiful ball of yarn and you say something that you do like, or, you know, like I have one kid or I have a dog or a tattoo or this, that, and the other. And all the other women in the circle that have that same thing also wrap the yarn around their arm. And pretty soon it's like this whole web because everyone is so connected. Yeah. It's amazing. We all come from different backgrounds, yeah, totally. yeah. different areas, uh, different ages, Because really, we're 21 to 50 years old. And when you start to realize that there's a lot of connections that you didn't realize you have the same. And then it could be a miscarriage. It could be that you drive a minivan. Or you, like you said, that tattoo. There's just the random things that we share in common besides just surrogacy and egg donation. And it really goes to show that no matter how different we are, have different ages, different backgrounds. We all have something in common. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So Lorraine, is there anything else? Like when you, when you found out we were podcasting today, was there something that you wanted to talk to us about? For me, you know, I just have been really loving the connection and Actually, there is something that's been really special that we've created within a new. We had a surrogate come to us and something that's been really well received. And Maria, I'm sure you're hearing the same thing when you're talking to ladies, that postpartum recovery. Yes. So not only are we trying to create a community and we're making sure that financially that they're protected and they are emotionally, mentally and supported through counseling and the support that we have within the team. But we've created a six-month postpartum. And because we as women are terrible at spending money on ourselves, I did make it tied to three specific things. And it's to pelvic floor therapy and fitness and or I should say and or counseling. So that means that someone can decide to have one of three, two or three or all three for the six months postpartum. Because the reality is we've been dropped off as women for the first, I don't know, forever. Six weeks. Oh yeah, you're done. You know, good job. You you know, you had your baby and off you go. But really that's the start of a recovery. Oh, totally. And that I'm meeting with do your laundry again. What's that? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. you're not actually I'm not having you. sex. You're not having a bath. You're not using tampons. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now you're just expected to be back to normal and you're not. 
And I don't know about you, but I've done the whole cross your knees when you laugh or cough. I don't want to do that. And we've been told it's normal and it's not. It's common, but it's not normal. And to have that extra fitness, we gain weight when we're pregnant, never mind all the hormone drugs. So let's get us back whole. So it's it's about the whole person. And that has been a really well-received item. How have you found it, Maria? I think it's something that ladies are actively looking for and excited about. And because of where we're at as a society, we're we're putting more weight on some of these things and talking about how the mom matters and making sure that she's the best version of herself and how, how can we support her in that? So I think it's, it's very well received. Yeah. I've been loving it. If I ever forget to mention it right away, I'm like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've got the most important part to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. I do think that's something that's so important. Like, and it's not, I don't, I don't think it's talked about enough, like in our surrogacy community. Absolutely. But like for women who are pregnant on their own, like I had no idea what to expect postpartum. And like my doctor didn't talk about that with me. Like nobody talked about that with me. Like I cried in the shower for two months. Like you don't, yeah. nobody tells you what the hormones and all of those things are like leaving your body yeah. once your pregnancy is over. So yeah. And then, yeah, I don't, and then like you have a newborn to look after surrogacy that's like probably the best part is that you just get to look after yourself yes sleep is magic yeah uh that's one of the best parts about being a surrogate and you aren't going through the sleepless nights you aren't having to go through that but you still have all the hormones to get out of your body whether it's your own or whether it's surrogacy you still have to dump all that out of your body yeah it's a recovery time totally Lauren, tell us three things you're excited about going forward for the rest of this fall. Ooh, fall. I am getting really excited. I have been talking to so many new ladies recently who are hearing through a network of meeting other people. So I keep mentioning this lady that I saw today because it happened today. She'd already met two of our other surrogates, just casually talking. And then she knows who we are. She's, you know, checking us out and making sure that it's the right fit. And then finding out that not only are we there to support her, but she's going to be taken care of. So that's been pretty cool. So I'm really excited to keep sharing that. I get very excited to share a new journey. I get really excited when someone says, hey, I found a profile. I can't wait. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) I am excited for them to have the same kind of journey I have. I'm really close with my parents and I really want that for other ladies. So that would be a big one. Um, Second, I'm having my, well, it's leading into Christmas, but it's the first time in since 2015 that all my siblings and all our children are going to be getting together for Christmas. That's so, exciting. so something to get excited and look forward to. I know. And I am actually going to, the third thing would be I'm flying back. I, I haven't told anybody surprise. I'm coming back to Alberta in November. Um, one of our team members is expecting their grandbaby and she asked me to come and meet with her in Edmonton. And of course my kids are there. So the extra special, and then you guys are there. So extra, extra. Yeah, I just decided last night. So there you go. Oh, awesome. (laughs) I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. 
it's a win-win. And then I get my bedroom at your house. Yeah. It's all. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Okay. I think we're ready to play a little this and that. Are you ready, Lorraine? Okay. Okay. So speaking of Christmas, we are starting to think ahead. But first, we wanted to know, because we know you have done both, Mexico or the Dominican? Dominican. Really? Why? I found the level of service to be way above, and I loved meeting more international people. In Mexico, I found people were mostly North American, Canadian and American, and I love the diversity of meeting other international um, visitors. I like that. Now, would you rather drink hot chocolate or a hot apple cider? Hot apple cider. Mm. Would you rather open presents on Christmas Eve or on Christmas morning? Christmas morning. Would you rather make yeah. a snow angel or a snowman? Ooh, snow angel. I'm lazy. <laughs> Laying down's good. Would you rather be an elf or a reindeer? Ooh, you get to fly. I'm already short. Let's fly. I love it. Would you rather wear a sweater or wear pajamas, Lorraine? Sweater, it's sweater weather. Sweater. <laughs> real tree or fake tree? I would love a real tree, but I do have a fake one. Oh, yeah, Lorraine. You guys suck. You guys need more Christmas spirit. No, Come on. Do you know what? I'm so pumped. I bought a flocked, like a nice, beautiful white flocked tree at Walmart last year on Boxing Day for $25, and it's eight feet tall, and I'm just so sorry to put it up. I can't Burn. wait. <laughs> Lorraine, would you rather watch a Christmas movie or read a Christmas book? Movie. Yeah. Would you... Okay, do you cook the holiday meal or do you clean up the dishes? You know, I'm terrible. Corey does both. But if I'm <laughs> at someone's house, I 100% am cleaning. Otherwise, it's all Corey. Come on, get it real. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when Jared asked this question, I'm like, I know, you like, don't know. Immediately, I was like, I know the answer Like, this. Corey, do you know, Lorraine, Corey made me a lasagna one Corey time. Corey won that competition. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, Corey did. made me a lasagna one time my whole entire life, like, seven years ago. And sometimes I still think about it. <laughs> And like I don't even. I like will lasagna bring one on my next much. trip. I'll ask him to make one. I'll carry it on the plane just for you. Like literally, I I think about that lasagna, and like I I truly don't love lasagna. I love pasta, but I don't really like lasagna. I'm not sure if it's the noodles. Not sure, but I think about Corey's lasagna, <laughs> and then I remember him dropping it when he was carrying it to the car. Dude, that was uh, terrible. He still talks about that. <laughs> well, I still talk about his lasagna, so it was worth it. Okay, I gotta try the lasagna. <laughs> Lorraine, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this in your car for us. Yes, thank you for meeting with us. Yes. We are... I pulled over Barrett. I'm at a rest stop. It's all good. That's perfect. We're trying not to have, like, three-hour-long conversations, so we are going to cut it short today, even though we'd like to keep talking to you. Don't worry. I'll see you in November, and we'll have to get our burr on. And Yes. I love it. We can go ice fishing. Okay. Yes. Okay, ice Lorraine. fishing? I've never done it. Oh. That's fun. You'll love it. Yeah. We'll get you bundled up. It'll be all right. Pack a parka. Yeah. <laughs> and your boots. <laughs> okay, Lorraine, well, we're going to see you soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Love you, bye. Yeah. Okay, bye, you guys. Bye. Love you, bye. <laughs>